Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about compromise in blended families. Ooh, there's a lot of it, baby. When we first got married, there was a lot of things we had to talk about. What? A lot of things we had to blend <laughs> together, right? And which meant there was a lot of compromise. A lot. Whether it was the small things, like you had a house, you had a kitchen full of pots and pans. Mm-hmm. And so did I. Correct. And so, yeah, we had to literally go through every pot, pot and pan and say, keep or toss, keep or toss. It sounds or- like a simple thing. And it kind of was a simple thing, but it was kind of our first foray into compromise yeah and it just it kind of you know it was kind of tedious i mean towels we did it with towels we did it oh we kept all of our towels with as many kids as we had we did but but then eventually we had to get rid of some because yeah we did but yeah just yeah all kinds of things like that and then every once in a while there'd be something that would spark a little heated debate like storage bins oh my goodness (laughs) darren has an issue with storage i don't know why because our garage is a (laughs) It's a big garage, right? And but it was full. It was packed full. Uh-huh. Of storage. We have bins. ten children and I know. you and I and food storage and a business and yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. But we got through it kind of. <laughs> we yeah, it's something we still work through. We still do. Um by other, the way, by uh, the way. There are no cars in our garage. No, and there never will be. <laughs> that's not what garages are for, right? No, garages are to to store our kids' stuff. But no, actually, our kids that have moved out, that are married and have moved out for a long time, they've come and gotten their stuff. Yes. Well, if, and some of them still have a few bins, but they we have said, hey, let's go through your bins and get it down to maybe one or two. Instead, instead of, of 10, 10, yes. 12. And so, but m- most of it is gone. Yeah, but hey, we worked through that. But those small compromises actually led into an um, interesting way that we actually interact with each other. We learned how to compromise, so when bigger things came up, we had to figure that out. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, there's just lots of small things. Like, we didn't know, I, I didn't know how to handle nine people in a house because that's how many we had. Well, 10 for a short time and then nine for the next couple of years. I didn't know how to deal with that. And so even just like socks and laundry. You remember the, la- the oh, laundry? Yeah. Oh, the laundry. Oh, my. Well, because a lot of our kids were swimming at the time. So it was uh, like three outfits a day. And four and towels. Four towels a day. Yeah, it was nonstop laundry. It was crazy. So, and I, I didn't really get a handle on that for a couple of years. And so we, one of the things we had was a sock basket. We just threw all the socks in a sock basket. And when people wanted socks, they just grabbed them out of the sock Yeah, basket. that included my socks, too. Yep. And your socks, too. Yep. But the girls and the boys were separate, at least. No. Oh, yeah, you what yeah, they, they were. were. You're they right. Were separate. You're right. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. And now we have a much better system. Well, there's only three kids in the house now, too. There's only three kids, but we've been doing it for a while. I would say the last the last five kids, everybody has their own laundry basket. Their own laundry gets done. So we came up with a good compromise. We came up with a better solution than yep. what we had done in our previous homes, right? Because yes. 
our previous they didn't scale to right. to how many kids we have. Probably one of the most contentious um, compromises we had to go through was where to live. I, I don't think that that was contentious. It was, it was just, hard though. It was a lot of discussion, but I don't know that it was contentious. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, th- it was without question we weren't going to live in my house. I mean, that was that was never even an option. No, really. it really wasn't. So it was live in your house that you had, which was a large home that could fit us all. Um, you'd only lived in it for six months, I yep, think. Six months. I bought it after my divorce. Right. So it was it was painted and fresh and blank and ready for someone to come in and decorate. But or we talked about selling that house and moving somewhere else. Yeah, moving somewhere and after much discussion and compromise, we decided to live. So in why this was house. that such a compromise for you? Well, it was hard for me and my kids to leave the town that we lived in. I mean, you know, all of our friends, they were there for us during that really hard time with divorce and separation. You know how that is. Oh, yeah. They were they were there for us. They were our family. And it was hard to leave them and for the kids to leave their friends. And like I said, especially because we'd gone through that hard time um, and they were there for us. So that was difficult for us to just pack up and leave and and say goodbye to all of them. Yeah, I bet. Well, I know it was hard. I watched you go through it. Yeah, it was. It was um, hard. Also, another compromise in that and where to live was I bought a house seven homes down from the house I was living in before with my ex. Yep, you heard that right, listeners. Yes. Uh, so seven houses apart from his ex-wife at the time that right, I moved which in. she was renting. Right. Yes. So um, yeah, that was that was tough because we could see her and her house from our front yard. Yeah, so... So that was hard for you. It that, was hard yeah. for me, too. It was. That was part of our compromise. That was part of our discussion was, you know, do we want to sell this house and move off of the same street as her? I mean, you know, um, we talked about that. We did. I mean, luckily, what, uh, nine months later, she moved. Yeah, she moved around the corner. And yeah, so we now on... she's not down the street, but around the corner. Yeah. and About a quarter mile or so. Yeah, it ended up being hard for us, but good for the kids. Absolutely. Uh, Good for the kids because it was easy for them to, if they forgot something, to go to their mom's house and get it and then come back. So that made it easy. Other things we had to discuss and work through were like work, which we've talked about in other podcasts. Were you going to continue working or now were you going to be full-time chauffeur? Right. Well, and again, I worked in the city that I lived in, in Lincoln. So was, was I going to commute 40 minutes to yeah, work? There were and so many different, so many yeah. decisions to make at the beginning. There was. So we ultimately decided that it wasn't even financially beneficial for me to keep working. <laughs> no. I think you were pretty happy about that. I was very happy about that. Yeah. Something about working at Wells Fargo during the dark days. The dark times. <laughs> so um, everything, um, sports, what sports the kids were in, what bedrooms the kids ended up in. All these decisions had to be made, and I thought we did a pretty good job on compromise. We made some mistakes uh, throughout that, but we made adjustments as we needed to. I think mistakes are always going to be made. We continue to make mistakes. Yeah. All you can do is try and correct them the best you can. And or, learn from them. And learn from them, absolutely. Yeah. And yet we did we did make mistakes, and um, our kids have told us we've oh, made yes. mistakes. Yeah, listen to our last podcast. Yeah. You'll hear and some that, of that. And you know what? That is to be expected. I, I can't imagine a blended family that just... You know, everything went super smoothly and there were no mistakes. I I don't think I'd want to talk to those people. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, <laughs> um, me neither. <laughs> So like with some of our other podcasts, we did some research on compromise. We did. Actually, you did. You were very good at this. I've been sick all week. So you you uh, did that for me, and I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, we found out that... There's a lot of crazy people out there. <laughs> That's what we found. Well, that, I wasn't going to put it well, that way. Well, I'm going to put it that way. People say, you should have no compromise in marriage. I'm like, then you haven't been in a marriage before. Yeah, I, I read those articles you sent me about the ones that said there should be no compromise in marriage because then neither person is happy. But then it was funny, as you went through the article... They renamed all, it. They, all they did was use a different name than compromise. They used come up with a solution or make a deal. Yeah, that's compromise. It's compromise. So they just changed the name. They changed the name. But then we... So I got several articles and I had some that said one thing, be yourself, stand up for yourself, and others that said, you know, be less less selfish and be selfless and and don't be a doormat or bend all these all this different advice but we kind of broke all of that down into different um different aspects of of that and some of the things that we found were the examples of compromise like three different and we came up with a fourth one diff, different uh, concepts of compromise the win-win compromise the win-lose the lose-lose and the lose-lose win. Yes, meaning parents lose, kids win. Yeah. <laughs> and that happens in a blended family. It, it absolutely does. Yep. But one thing that we did learn from reading those articles and other people's experiences, you have to compromise. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you can't get through your marriage, blended or not, without compromise. Well, making adjustments. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean... I don't is it, I don't know if this is this where you want to share some of our compromises that we've well, made. Well, the first one that popped into my <laughs> mind is actually not ours, but I think of our daughter Rachel. Okay, I don't know where you're going with this. Well, you'll find out. Please Rachel. tell me. <laughs> so, Rachel, our daughter Rachel, um, is a Jane Eyre type of girl. She oh, reads yes. everything. She's just studious and reads, and. The man she fell in love with was a NASCAR racing, football, f- basketball fanatic. Country music. Rachel hated country music. She hated football. She hated sports. Yeah. And then she, she met. She knows more about NASCAR than I think Russell does now. Oh, she does. She knows all their names, who's won. Their wives' names, yep. if they're having fights with each other. It's really kind of funny. She knows all the football players. This is a great example of Rachel embracing what her husband loved. So, and, and making it part of her. Yes, and do you remember how she did this? So yes, she, I do, yeah. So while he would be watching, say, a NASCAR race, this was before she fully embraced NASCAR or football, she would lay on the couch with him, put her feet in his lap, he would rub her feet while she read a book. So it was a win-win. She got to sit there, have her feet rubbed, and read a book while he watched the sporting event that he wanted to. Probably one of the best compromises I've, I've yeah. seen. And and that you end up with a win-win. That is a win-win. And, and so she was willing to sacrifice some of her time to be with her husband. Yeah. Great example. Thank you, Rachel, for that. You've been a great example to us. Yep. So um, I think that's a great example of win-win. Another example of a win-win that we saw today, we were over at some friend's house. It was a younger couple. And the husband's an avid hunter, and he wants to go to Arkansas to hunt. Yeah, and the wife was like, well, I don't want to go to Arkansas to hunt. 
And she says, I know, I'll go to the hot springs while you hunt. And he was like, done. <laughs> yeah, and, that was a simple. Yeah. And we were like, win-win right there. They're both getting what they want. So when you look for win-win situations, you're working for looking for where you both get benefit from the decision that's being well, made. And you have to, like, she was thinking, I mean, I, I'm assuming, she was thinking, I want to be with him, right? He wanted to go to Arkansas and hunt, but she's like, well, I don't want to hunt. But she's still thinking, but I want to be with you, right? Right. And so you still have to have your mindset of there's going to be things that you still want to be with your spouse, just like Rachel and Russell. She still wanted to be with him. She didn't want to just not be with him for four hours while he watched, you know, a sporting event. She wanted to be with him. And so that's when you have to get creative and go, okay, how can we both get what we want in this situation? Right. So that's, um, do we have any examples of ourselves of win-win? It just happens all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I We'll have to think about that one. It's a little late. To think about it. We're in the middle of the podcast, buddy. Oops, we should have thought that one through. Win-win was we married each other. Yeah, there win. you go. Woohoo! All right, what about win-lose? Has that ever happened? Can you give an example of a win-lose compromise? Oh, gosh. I See, I think that happens all the time. Win-loses, I think, are probably more common than win-wins. In the respect that... Well, it takes time to do a win-win. Yes, it does. And, and you know, sometimes the stars have to align for a win-win, right? Yeah. I mean, but a lot of times it's a win-lose. Um, so say you want to go do something that I don't, but I do want to be with you, so I go with you. Maybe I'm not having the best time, but, you know, so I'm giving up my time or whatever, something I wanted to do to be with you. Um, that's a win-lose. However... Well, long term, though, it's probably a win-win because we develop our relationship stronger. Exactly. So you have to look at it that way. You do, and you can't um, begrudge the loss that you're taking in a win-lose. Does that make sense? Yeah. You can't begrudge that. You just have to go, you know what? This is one that I'm taking for the team because, uh, you know, it's important to my husband so or your wife, you know, whatever the situation is. But I think a win-lose is, is pretty typical, right? Yeah, I think so. But so how do you stop? Because one of the articles talked about being a doormat, right? Meaning you never get to choose. You just always relent to your spouse. Well, I guess you guys have to discuss that and say, you know what? I've gone the last four times, you know, with you to whatever you're thinking. I, you know, I think a good comp, well, this isn't a win-lose though. This is a win-win. When we go on vacation and oh yeah, I want to sit on the beach and read a book. Well, you don't read books, but... Well, well. I am literate. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Um, I do read books. I okay. know how. Not for pleasure. Not for pleasure. Not no, for I pleasure. do it for work all yes, the time. You're so. reading all the time. Sorry. Not for pleasure. Yes. So for me, I program um, to relax. So I take my laptop out to the beach. You've got your book. I have my laptop. Yes. And, and we do a great job at talking to each other about what's going on right. at the right appropriate time. So... That has turned into a win-win. Yes. Right? Now, another win-lose that we have, which yes. is an interesting one. Okay. Where do you want to eat tonight, honey? Oh, I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> I want to eat at any place you want to eat, sweetheart. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> so I, I, I eat everything. Not just anything. I eat everything. So I really don't have an opinion on where to go out to eat. Yeah, and so most of the time, I would say 90% of the time I pick because you really don't care. I really don't. You genuinely don't care. And we have made an agreement in our marriage because I care a lot of the time. Yes, you do. And we have, you know, if I say I don't care, 
I truly mean I don't care, and I want you to make the decision. She kind of means that. Okay, so, except for the restaurant thing. <laughs> except Maybe for the restaurant. <laughs> so this is how it normally goes when Paige says, all right, you choose tonight. I'm tired of choosing. I go, great, let's go to Thai food. And you say? Oh, it, no, I well, had not Thai, Thai food. Thai yesterday. food. <laughs> so then I say, okay, then Mexican or Chinese. And she goes, okay. Mexican, right? So yes, I got to choose. Sort of. Sort of, right? <laughs> but say, it's good to know, though, that that we understand each other well enough. If, if I really was a picky eater, then that would be a different situation. Right. But I, I have learned, and it, it did bother me in the beginning of our marriage, because I was I thought that I was just making all these decisions. And I'm like, he's never getting his way. He's, and you truly don't care. No, I really don't. I mean, don't. it's very rare that you have a certain restaurant you want to go to because you'll eat anything. Yep. And most of the time I do. Most of the time I've got something in mind. Or, yep, you do. So, but yeah, you're right. I A lot of times So you... that's a, a win-lose that I'm completely happy with. So Okay, what about a lose-lose? Oh, lose-lose. This one's, a, this one's an interesting one. At one time a marriage counselor told me, or some advice, if you can't make a decision, the decision's made. You do nothing. So if you can't come to an agreement or a compromise, right. then you do it's nothing. It's a lose-lose, right? yeah. You do nothing. And it's a lose-lose. Because no one gets their way. No one gets what they wanted. I shouldn't say get their way. If you're, if you're worried about getting your way, you need to grow up. Yeah, that's a problem. That's if you're, a, if you're, if, well, I need to be right. Yes. You know what? That's a problem. Check your little selfishness ego at the door. Yeah. It's more important that you get your feelings made known and your desire. If your desire is just to be right, um, that's you're, a really bad bad position to be that in. That is. That's going to cause a lot of issues. But right. if you want to make your desires known, that's different. Very different. That's very so different. So a lose-lose basically says we can't come to an agreement, so we both lose. Yeah, so we're not going to really make a decision, and you still have to be okay with that because that's still your decision. Your decision is to not make a decision, and you've got to go forward and be okay with that. Yeah, right? ab- absolutely. Um, the last one that we that we came up with was the lose-lose-win. It's when both parents um, are kind of losing, but... That's okay. That's our dog in the background. <laughs> We'll talk about that lose-lose-win now with the dog. That's just a lose-lose-lose. <laughs> yeah. So a lose-lose-win is when both parents are sacrificing, not getting what they want, but the kids or the family is better to buy. Um, they get the win. And I think the best example of that is probably um, church. Yeah, when we moved into your house in your you know neighborhood, neighborhood yeah. that your ex lived in, we were in the same church together. And same congregation. Same congregation. And that was going to be really difficult for, for us. Very difficult. We talked about it at length um, and decided that it would be best for the kids for us to stay in the same congregation. And it has. But that was what... It was we, tough. I would say that was definitely a lose-lose for us, but a win for the kids. Absolutely and, a win for the kids. And yeah. And I think we've been pretty happy with that decision, even though there have been times that we haven't been happy with the situation. The situation we are still happy that we made that choice and, um, you know, we've moved forward with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's been best for the kids, no it, doubt. It has been best for the kids and I think best for our family overall. Yes, no so. doubt. All right, now that we've talked about the different kinds of compromise, win-win, win-lose, lose-lose, and lose-lose-win... 
Let's talk about some tips that we learned from some of the articles that we read. Yeah, we, we found a good article that had several good tips. Um, first one was communicate your needs clearly. Now, this one is extremely important and probably one of the hardest things to do. It is to say, and in this article it said, make sure you're using the words I, right? Like, I need this. I, you know, you need the, your spouse to um, understand what you're saying and what your needs are. And that can be really difficult because men and women are very different in this respect. Uh, from that book, uh, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, um, men t- tend to be more direct and women tend to be indirect right. in the way that they do things. But one thing that I found uh, exciting about you was on a road trip. Yes. You mean the air conditioner? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and that, that, I guess that was a road trip, wasn't it? We were it going was. to, we were picking up somebody from we're Scout Camp. We were picking up Jacob from Scout Camp, yeah. And that was maybe only our fourth or fifth date. I'm not even sure. Anyway, we, we weren't too serious yet, but I was going with you and I was freezing and I reached over and I turned the air conditioning down. I was so stoked about that. I know. And he was like, oh, that's so awesome. And I'm like, what's awesome? And you were like, you turned down the air conditioner. And I went, because I was cold. Yeah, I, it was great because you weren't just sitting there shivering and looking at me like you're supposed to read my mind. Right? I mean, because that, that's just hard for men. We don't read minds very well. No, that is hard. That is hard. And I think that that's kind of a go-to for women a lot of times. Um, and so you were, you were so happy. I was. So when you are making compromises, it's extremely important that you figure out what is really behind the position that your spouse is taking. That may require asking questions, finding out what's really going on. Right, exactly. Right. In order to do that, though, you have to do our second tip. Listen without interrupting. That is so hard for men. Well, especially for me. I think it's hard for women, too, because women just want to, you know, sometimes, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, why do you think it's hard? To listen without interrupting? Yeah. Well, we discussed this before yeah. because, like you said, you, you said we're, we're already formulating our response to what the person is saying, right? We're, and we're not really listening to yeah, what they're we're, saying. We're, you know, formulating that rebuttal that we're going to come up with instead of truly listening to what they're saying. Yeah, one of the tricks Stephen Covey uses is to state back what you heard. And I hate that. I know you hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I know. So you'll he has done that he doesn't do this anymore, but in our you've learned this in counseling. Yes, I have. And to make the person feel validated. Yeah. And so you'll say, "So what I'm hearing from you, Paige?" I'm like, "Ah! <laughs> do not but do not counsel me." It's a good it's a good way to train yourself to listen. Yes. Right. Um, and you have to be able to, in your response, be able to state back what they told you instead of just stating back what your rebuttal is going to be. So that's a good active listening tip. Yes. But just make sure that your spouse is... Don't patronize them. <laughs> yeah. Do not patronize. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Okay. The next one, carefully weigh your options. Oh, yeah. I... If, in, on big decisions, we've done this. We have done this many, many times. Yeah, pros and cons lists. Many um, times. What if scenarios. Yep, I and mean, we've done this with jobs. We've done this with moving into a house. We've done this with kids. I mean, sports. With, I mean, every, yeah. Every, we've done but this so many we times. we don't do this with picking a restaurant. No, you can't do little things like that. That's I mean, ridiculous. You'll never make a decision in your yes, life. Yes, but you what do. What if we eat Mexican food tonight? <laughs> 
in Chinese food tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, we would never do anything like that. No. Um, but you do have to weigh your options with big decisions and make sure that all of the you know factors are out there so you can make an informed decision, right? Correct. Yeah. The next one was um, get in the trenches. Put yourself in your partner's shoes. Advice given to us from Caroline, our uh, first um, marriage counselor when we were engaged. Yes, that was great advice. She would say, get in the trenches with the other person. Try and feel what they're feeling. You know, be with them. Understand where they're coming from. Yes, yes. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it is because you have to put your own selfishness away. Right? Yeah, it's true. Right, you have to be able to get rid of your own desires and needs, and w find out what the real desires and needs are of your spouse. And I would say we've gotten better at this over the years, but we still have arguments where we just we don't do that. No, we dig in. We dig in, and when we dig in, usually I walk I walk away from the moment because I'll say, you know what, this isn't a good time to discuss this, right? Yep. Um, we're not going to be making any kind of compromises no. when we're both in this, this tension filled mood. And so you want to keep, you know, you'll want to keep discussing it. And I say, you know what? But we've gotten better at that because I know you need time to think. And, and you need time, need time to, to cool down. Cool down. Yeah. So it, we've, we figured that out. Yes. All right. Next one is uh, consider what is fair. Which when I first saw that, we both thought that's kind of childish. Like, oh, what's fair? You know, because yeah, we, we tell our kids all the time, well, that's too bad. Life's not fair. Life's not fair. Yeah, I always say the only thing fair in life is that it's unfair for everyone, even though it seems more fair to some people. But I, I understand what they were saying. Um, you know, just like if your decision was moving to, to be closer to one person's job, so you're going to be five minutes away from your work, but 45 minutes from the other person's work, that's not fair. You know what I mean? It was saying that, you, you know, it kind of goes along. Goes yeah. along with weighing options, but just make sure that it's being fair for both of you. Right. And, you know, sometimes it's not going to be exactly fair. It's not. Deal with it. Just make sure that it's not always. always. Otherwise, you turn into a doormat. Yes. You don't always want it to be unfair to one person. No, and that talks into the next one. It's make a decision and stick with it. And we added on to this, don't dwell on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So even if it's a good decision... Um, and things worked out well with the decision, and it was a win-lose, and you went, I knew I was right. Not good. Not good. Not good. that's just causing contempt with your spouse. It is, and we have learned that's not, contempt is the worst, that's poison. Poison. Poison for a marriage. So, yeah, don't go, if you just would have listened to me, this would have, you know, if we Good or bad. Right, good or bad. Don't rub it in. Just, you you have to just make You made that, that decision together. You made it together. You've got to go forward with it together and never look at it again as it was your decision or my decision. It was your joint decision. Own it. Own it. Move forward. And don't cause that resentment or contempt in your marriage by rubbing it in either way. All right. And at, uh, at work, we have a, a common phrase on this, disagree and commit. Yes. And yeah. Which is exactly what this is. Make your, you have to make your needs clearly known, mm -hmm. why you disagree, and then if you, and if you finally come up to, all right, disagree, but we're committing to doing this. Right. And that happens in lose-lose situations as it well, does. right? We're and like, we, we have said this to each other before. I have said to you, I disagree, but, you know, I respectfully disagree, but let's move forward. And because sometimes there isn't going to be 
a perfect resolution or even a good resolution. And sometimes you're just going to disagree, but you've still got to come up with something and move forward. Well, and, and that happens most of the time with us around discipline of kids. Yes, for sure. For sure. For sure. In fact, we have a whole podcast plan for disciplining stepchildren, your own children in these blended families. It can get pretty dicey sometimes. It can. And trying to be a united front. Yeah, exactly. And so, that it can get dicey because I mean, my child, right, my yeah. blood child, and I was going, oh, oh, no, no, no. That's not how I would have done it. Oh, no, no, no. And I had to bite my tongue, talk to you about it later, and not in front of the child. Right. And, and that can yeah. be really hard. It can be really hard. And then other times, um, it's where the bio parent can't necessarily see everything, so they have to be able to relinquish some of the control to the other parent that maybe has a different perspective. Yeah. So yeah, all of these, we'll talk about that in our next yes. pod, in another podcast in the future. But make a decision, stick with it, whatever it is. Don't regret it. Don't rub it in. Move forward. It. Move yeah. forward. Move forward as a, as a team. You're yep. a team. Um, the last one, and probably one of the most important for follow-up on things, is checking in with one another. I really liked that one because say you have made this big compromise and say it was more, you were compromising more than your other, you know, the other person. Um, yeah, this is, you know, a couple months down the road. Hey, let's check in. How's this going? Are you feeling, you know, is everything going okay? Are you feeling resentment, right? You got to talk about these things. You got to talk through them. Even though you're sticking with your decision, you still have to be able to talk through and show compassion towards each other. If it's harder than you thought. Well, and sometimes course correction. Sometimes, yeah. But right? if you're course correcting all the time, then you're wishy-washy. So you have to be careful. Right. But that's the that's what the whole check-in is about. Check-in exactly. to make sure how are we doing on this. You know, let's, let's... And we've made some tough decisions where we gave it a year. Yes. To see how things would work out. Yep. And that's another tip on compromise. And this had to do with attending the same congregation as my ex-spouse. Um, we gave it a year. We said, all right, let's stick with this. That was our decision. I knew it was tough for you. Right. And, and you said, I don't know if I can do this forever. So we came up with a compromise on let's try it for a year. Right. Let's see how we are after a year, and then we'll make another decision. There. Right. So that was our decision, which to me was a good compromise because it gave you the ability to see, okay, I'm not stuck here forever. Right. Right. So... Yeah. I think that worked out actually quite well. Yeah, definitely. The funny moment of the week. This one is uh, all me um, on our last... Because uh, you're just so funny. Yeah, this was not that funny, actually. <laughs> but so on our uh, heritage trip, um, which is, our, I think, our podcast 10 or something like that, um, our son David lost several items in many hotel rooms. And this can be very difficult for a 12-year-old um, sleeping in a different hotel every night for, you know, eight eight uh, days. He lost a Game Boy and Sunday shoes. And flip-flops. And flip-flops. Yep. I'm surprised he had any shoes at the end. Yep. Luckily, the Sunday shoes were getting too small. The Look, flip-flops were brand new. Yeah, we're so, never seeing those again. Well, and we're not buying, you know, there was a natural consequence to that. Yeah, and then uh, the the great thing about the DS that he lost was he called the hotels and he found it and they shipped it to us. They sure did. And I was really proud of him. He kind of stood up and did that. And guess what happened to me? I was traveling this week and I left my suit jacket in one of the hotels. Now, I wasn't 
three hotels and three nights. So I'm I'm gonna claim, you know, Pulsifer jeans on that one, maybe. <laughs> yes. Let's 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 claim that. <laughs> but I called the hotel. I took care of it. Good job, honey. <laughs> The moral of the story is don't be too hard on your kids for, and we weren't hard on him. No, we, we weren't. We just made him fix the problem, yeah, which we he did like, a great yeah, job. You need to call, and he did. But yeah, don't be too hard because you might make those same mistakes. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org where you can leave questions and comments. Uh, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. On our next episode, we're going to be talking about how to integrate our previous life into the new life we're creating with each other. Without building jealousy or resentment. Yep. Yep.